It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're having girl problems, probably talk to somebody. Hmm. We don't feel bad for you because, I mean, you know, you could be to blame. I think if you're going through the mill, for whatever reason, I feel bad for you. I've got empathy. <laughs> I've got empathy for you. I've got MPEGs. Um, have you been, Luke? You right? Pretty good. Bank went, holiday went, today, isn't it? Bank holiday, yeah. So we're no in. one's going to listen to this shit show, are they? <laughs> they might listen to, to do it tomorrow morning. If True, you're listening yeah. to it tomorrow morning, I hope you're enjoying your slightly shorter week. But you know what? We've do, recorded a couple of podcasts today. We've done a photo shoot. We, uh, I'm off to go and do a radio show. It work, you know, the, the bank holidays don't apply to us freelancers, do they? Well, keeps turning. Exactly. The big wheel keep on turning. I actually quite like being in London when it's a bank holiday because it's so quiet and peaceful. You know what? I was up at six this morning mm. um, for the aforementioned commitment. And as I left the house and I walked down towards the bus stop, no trains today. Right. Annoying. Pain anyway, it was actually really nice. It's a beautiful sunny day, mm. pleasant. And I thought, this is actually a really nice place. This is a really nice time to be around in London, you know? Mm. I like it. I enjoy it immensely. Um, but yeah, so I'd like to sort of experience London on Christmas Day. I've never done that. I don't think I have either. You know? Because it would be a bit depressing living in the old Compton Street on Christmas Day. Do you not? Do you prereq your shows at Christmas then? Um, we don't. Do, I don't do a lot of prereqs to be honest. If there's like a special, like the Isle of Wight special or something, where we interview the boss of Isle of Wight, um, that'll go out on Christmas Day. But uh, obviously, that has to be pre-recorded because you've got guest. But they don't. Um... So I was assumed. So when when I'm helping my mum make the Christmas lunch mm. and they got the radio on, mm. I was assumed they're pre-wrecked. No, um, BBC do a lot of pre-wrecks, a lot of yeah. pre-wrecks, more than you'd expect as well. Especially yeah. when you got a big star. That's why I never understand why um, big radio stations. I think Heart have just taken on Woman Out of Britain's Got Talent. I couldn't tell you. <sighs> She's on Britain's Got Talent. The um, the the panel. Uh, oh, Alicia. Alicia. Uh, no, not her. Um, the woman who Amanda used to Holden. go out with. Yes, we used to go out with um, that man, uh, Amanda Holden. Um, they've just signed her up, and I just sort of think she's going to take so much holiday. Yeah, and she'll be on. She's on like three million quid, and she'll be on loads of holidays. People listening, and everyone else will have to pick up the slack. People listening to this won't realise that um, there is beef with what from so-called proper radio people to celebrities just being. Parachuted Drafted into in, a radio in, show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they give it a they get a bit of razzle dazzle that radio presenters obviously don't. I don't have a problem with it at all, but I have a problem when they don't present their shows. <laughs> yeah, do I mean that to, is yeah. that is annoying. Yeah, <laughs> Talksport fell foul of it with um, one or two people before, and I'm pretty sure that um, the BBC have, uh, have struggled as well mm. on occasion because they think that guy will be great, and he necessarily isn't great because he doesn't put the commitment in. Well, like the, you and I, Pete, we're here on a bank holiday. Yeah. 
We're well, doing it. Well, uh, Matt Lucas did uh, Radio 2 cover quite a lot for, over the past few weeks. And right. I was like, I don't think he's that good, unfortunately. Really? Oh, you you'd didn't like his stuff? Yeah, you'd think, you'd, you'd think he'd be very good. But I don't have Radio 2 as one of my presets, so I'll no. never listen. I, I, I like a bit of um, Popmaster. Popmaster. My radio, that was quite good. Hmm. My radio presets. Let's talk about radio presets. Radio presets. Talk Sport, obviously. Mm. Um, five Live. Mm. Six Music. Yep. Radio 4. All right. Classic. Yeah. And what's the other one? There's six. Oh, Absolute Radio 90s, of course. Pete Donaldson. Yeah, absolute, absolute Radio 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 stuck that one in there. No, I do. I do actually listen yeah. to that. I, do you I, listen you're on, your, you're on your FM radio, yeah? No, I don't. Right. I've got digital, digital, digital radio. radio. Okay. Is, it on, is it on FM? No. Are you trying to catch me out there? there. No, no, I haven't got an FM. <laughs> Who has an FM radio these days? Hey, why not listen to Absolute Radio on your smart speaker? Could do. Yeah. Could do that. A lot of that. Um, Peter, why don't you tell everyone listening about the row we had earlier? The row? Did you want to do that? Because that would have repercussions, you said. No, but I like maybe we should talk. No, no, we don't have to talk about what, exactly what it was about. Right. But we can talk about the fact that we had a row. Right. Okay. I think people will find it interesting. I don't. I don't know how we'd have the argument or, or explain the argument without um, you being annoyed by listeners doing certain. He's things. supposed to be a broadcaster, mate. So what do you mean? We'll work okay. it out. We had a disagreement. Use an analogy. Yeah. Right. A car. Okay. I've come into the garage. Yeah. With, with a car, and you're fixing. And it's my full car. of spoilers. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many spoilers on this. Yeah, no, you, I think that sometimes you're... We haven't got to go down the road of spoilers. It's not about that necessarily. Mm. But I think sometimes you get very effusive right. in your interest in certain... How can I put this? Certain things to do with tech. And I know you're, right. I know you're going to say this doesn't count towards tech, but it does. It doesn't count towards tech. It does because it's a mistake made in the production, which is right. kind of techy. It's so already obvious. It's already, everyone's going to be talking about it. By the time right this now. comes out, I would have already seen it. So All right, well, matter. let's talk about it properly then. All right, go on then. All right, Game of Thrones. There was a fucking Starbucks cup uh, in a scene with Daenerys Targaryen. It's just in shot. Um, it might turn out to be a legitimate Game of Thronesian time, uh, time space uh, drinking implement, but it doesn't fucking look like it. It looks like a, it looks like a, um, a cup from Starbucks. Hmm. Uh, and I early on when we were doing the photo shoot, I saw a screen capture. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Here, look, look at this. Um, and they went, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then about an hour later, there was actually a video of it in the scene, so it wasn't a Photoshop because I thought it might be a Photoshop. Someone's just playing the giddy goose. Um, and sure enough, it's in the shot, and I showed it to you, and you, you got, um, unre- in my opinion, unreasonably angry about it. Yeah, but I saw vision. I saw movement. Movement. I saw that. Movement. I saw something that we we crossed from the territory of a grainy little screenshot, right. which means nothing to me, yeah. to video movement on your screen. And I think I was making the fairly reasonable point, which is that I haven't seen the episode yet. Right. I don't want to see anything. We'll yeah. talk about it on Thursday, which is what I said to you at the time. Okay. Happy to talk about it on Thursday. Yeah. And I think that you also went over the top and you were quite mean to me. I wasn't quite mean to you. I just said it was just, it's, it's a, uh, the, the, uh, your refusal to um, even compromise on anything uh, I thought was um, uncharacteristically childish from you. But the no characteristically. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're never childish. Um, but um, uh, it's a show about dragons, and and I wasn't showing you. I'm still up. Same, I'm still up to the same point as you are. So I knew there was no spoilers in there. It was a scene with Daenerys Targaryen. Stop tall, saying the, it. Stop saying it. A tall ginger boy and um, it's getting my back up. And and uh, Jon Snow, and they're just in a scene together. Yeah. Which 
we know they're alive from the last uh, episode. Spoilers, yeah. apologies, spoilers. Um, but there was, and there was a. It was just, it was just, it was just showing you that it was genuinely in the so, show. So, and it wasn't a Photoshop. So we got no comeback from the stuff we talked about last week because we were quite vague. We talked about tech spec and yeah, okay. soundtrack. Yeah, it was quite dull. Sorry, guys. Are we going to get away with what you've just said there in what? case people haven't caught up on the whole series yet? Because I do think there should be a cut off. If we're going to talk about the Sopranos or Breaking Bad, that's fine. Mm. But people might not have actually seen last week's yet. So I think you should. Bleep I think that. if anyone's got a bit of a hair trigger about um, Game of Thrones, they will have. Yeah, they will have already watched it anyway, but if on the off chance they haven't, as soon as we started mentioning Game of Thrones, they will have forward, forward, forward. All right, okay. So my conscience is clear. My conscience, to be honest, I am, because I'm a man who kind of um, ruminates on things and I, 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 I like to sort of leave, I leave I leave everything out on the pitch when it comes to arguments. So I usually... <laughs> that is very true. So I usually, I, after a while, I kind of like think about it a bit and like who's been the wrong and, you know, this and that. Um... On this occasion, my conscience was clear because there were no spoilers in the so frame. This is the elaborate way of you said that you were right all along. Massively right. Yeah, okay, Massively fine. right. I thought you might. It's, ra- that. it's rare that I come to that c- conclusion, though, Luke. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of times I just sort of go, eh, "Fair dues, yeah, yeah, fair dues." How do you feel when you have an argument with me? How what do you, you feel about it? Do you feel like it's um, it's upset? Well, what usually happens is um, we both get a bit heated. You go, "How many annoyed zombies are you?" Do you, do you say here? <laughs> Which is at the point that I know you've lost. No, because you go over the top. That's why. No, it's just you I throw just... your whole body. You just said it yourself. You leave it out on the pitch. I agree. You leave it. Mm. You. I have never known anyone to go so head first, ten out of ten, throw their heart and soul into a round. Yeah, and that's done, isn't it? About whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, I disagree. I'm I'm a lot more uh, reserved than I used to be. Um, but I'm passionate about the subject that I'm talking about. Tech. I'm just you know passionate tech. about tech. Passionate about. <laughs> The amount of arguments you've had about bloody wires, especially when it's in my wheelhouse, wirehouse. Your wirehouse, yeah. My wirehouse. Did you see, by the way, changing trains completely, did you see that um, they found the grave of the elephant man this week? Yes, I didn't realize. Well, they found this, it's where they kept the soft tissue, which I found fascinating. Yeah, obviously they I didn't really the, get that. Well, they removed the skeleton to show it off in the um, whatever museum the elephant man's um, bones are, the honeycombed bone head thing. Because um, he asphyxiated himself, didn't he? He sort of died because of the weight of his own head. Apparently, yeah. Which is fascinating, which that's probably how I got the weight of my own thoughts. Well, I thought it was, me. I thought initially, because when I saw the article, I thought it was um, it was found in Leicester. And I was like, how many more mad famous things <laughs> can be found in Leicester? But I just like but the it idea that they it was found of, in London, I think. That they sort of just trimmed off the, um, they just trimmed off the soft tissue and just put that in the grave. It's really why sad. Bother? I mean, well, it is really sad, but I mean, why bother even... <laughs> you just burying a bit of bit of old skin. There's talk of um, uh, um, unveiling um, um, plans for a memorial in his hometown of Leicester. It's just hard that they'd. Um, it's amazing that they'd kind of managed to track it down though, on the on the plot. Yeah, very interesting. interesting. And there was another also another story that caught my eye was a guy who um, who had already found 145,000 pounds worth of um, Anglo-Saxon treasure. It's about 800 years mm. old. It was a pendant. Um, he also has found something else, uh, which apparently is is just as valuable um, in in Norfolk or somewhere in Norfolk. Yeah. The brooch man, he found a brooch, didn't he? And it was um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful bits of. Work. I love the idea of um, metal detecting. We've talked about it with detectorists before, which he didn't really like that much. But I love. Well, he sort of turned. He d- didn't like a farmer just turn over his um, ground and just just for it to be so close to the surface is just fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I find it all fascinating. You know, I think I think it's it's fairly common to go um, to some of the places where some of the U.S. Civil War battles mm. are held, and there's apparently just it's just like musket balls everywhere, mm. everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, did, does um, 
What happens when you find something like that? Is it finding like ambergris? You've got to sneak it out of the country and not tell anyone about no, it? No, I think you have to give half to the landowner and you get to keep half yourself. Oh, piss off. <laughs> well, He's not your... digging it up, is he? What's your... it's... He owns it. It's literally his land. I'll just kick it, I'll just kick it down the uh, street a bit. What, that? Yeah. yeah. Found it in Tesco's. That just blew over here. It was actually <laughs> over there. Yeah. Ah. No, but you have to get permission from the landowner to actually do it anyway. Oh, so that's like uh, balloonists. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? I have, I have a very, very fond memory. I was quite annoyed about it at the time. But I have a very fond memory of chasing my granddad around. Have I told you this? Was he in a hot air balloon? Yeah. Well, hang on. He was so, in a hot air balloon and he was floating around. So my granddad really wanted to go into a hot air balloon. Is this up? Is this the plot of up? <laughs> yeah. No, and he, he really wanted to go in a hot air balloon. Mm. I think it was probably for his, maybe his 70th. Right. So And so he's 87 now. So yeah, that sounds about right. So it was 70th. And my nan wasn't able to drive. Mm. So she said, they said, look, my, my nan said, look, I've bought your granddad a, a trip in a hot air balloon for his birthday. He was, he's always wanted to do it. Mm. Uh, we've got to drive up somewhere to mm. where, where it takes off. Fine. Will you drive us? Yeah, driving down there. Fine. And then when they had the briefing mm. and they went to go in the hot air balloon, the guy running it was like, oh, by the way, we don't really know where we're going to land. Yeah. So we'll let you know. He's like, right, okay, brilliant. So we end up having to right, drive run up through the countryside trying to find, the, find him again because it landed about 15 miles away. <laughs> it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. It's but good, anyway, what were you going to say? Well, when you land, you've got to give the, um, you invariably give the farmer a bottle of whiskey. So the guy's always got like a bottle of whiskey on him. Because I mean, you don't really want, if you land in like a, a lot of crops, that's going to be. That's the tradition, is it? Fucking annoying. <laughs> that's the tradition. Yeah, you, you, you carry a bottle of whiskey with you and you, and you hand, o- hand it over to the uh, landowner. Right, so you've, you've ruined my entire field of wheat. <laughs> Well, it's not so, the entire film. So the so harvest. Well, it depends on the landing, it. mate. Depends on the landing. <laughs> and uh, but you have actually got a bottle of whiskey to, to make up for it. Yeah, mm. incredible. Yeah, have you ever been in one? Oh, yes, I have, and, and that's how I know that story. What, how would thinking about it? it. Uh, it was very peaceful because obviously you can't hear with without the burners. I thought that. I thought it might be really nice. Very, like that. very peaceful. But um, I find the whole thing very, very fascinating. Just the fact that it's just in a in a van and they just drive it there, and then and then you just float around for a bit. I find anything like that, those, is it gyrocopters and stuff like that? Those one-man helicopters you can buy and stuff, and they're like... Only oh, like I can four, see you in one of those. But like, they're four grand or something, and you just kind of just go up and... I mean, I wouldn't trust them, but I mean, just four four grand, you build it yourself, or eight grand built, uh, and you go up, these little quad, quadcopters. And, but because they're so not powerful, you don't necessarily have to have a pilot's license for it, which I find fascinating. I can see you in one of those. I don't trust helicopters generally anyway. No. Um, not, they're not, they don't look... You know, um, Laura Woods, I do a show with mm. on TalkSport. She does, obviously, Sky Sports. And mm. she was, um, she was, I forget, I'm, I'm going to say that she was doing a game in Le- in, in Liverpool. Mm. And I think she was supposed to be doing a game in London the next day, or, or somewhere else, anyway. And um, she was talking to, the, to a couple of the guys who she was working with, or someone who's running things over there, saying that she's got to get a train. And the guy was like, oh, there's a helicopter going that way, you jump in it. And she got a lift in the helicopter. <laughs> I think I'd be too scared. Um, I think if you are, if you've had one before, I think if you are like a multimillionaire and that's how you get around places, because it, it is because you just not get used to it. It's like get, getting in a plane, in it. Some a lot of people just won't get in planes for True. that reason. But I can see you in a one-man gyrocopter that you run yourself. I could definitely <laughs> see you if you if you were knocking about two hundred years ago, you'd be a crazy inventor. I think. Yeah, you've got that mind. There's that um, there's that um, meme of a man going back to um, like medieval times. And I'm going, <laughs> and I'm going. Tell us more about this uh, magical invention that it's called electricity. Where would you get it from? And the guy from 2019 is going, 
I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. You go back. Oh, I wish like... I'd go back to ancient times and be like an absolute legend. <laughs> How does electricity work? Don't know. No. <laughs> Here's a song that I've half remembered from the band Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You, so you're saying you're an amazing singer songwriter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my mind, I'm going, Beatles, do a Beatles song. Do a song. Yeah. Can't really think yeah. of one, really. Do the first two or three bars of Imagine <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's dear. it. All right, Peter, let's have a little break. And when we come back, we'll do a couple of emails. All right, then. I've got a precious button, didn't I? Huh? How the f*** is it called EasyJet then? If you want to make a point... Shut up, man. Move from yourself. All right, you won't be flying. Forget it. I won't be flying. I wasn't flying in the first place. (laughs) I forgot him. I don't agree with swearing um, to people like that in an aggressive way, but mm. he has got a point. He has got a point. Julian Assange there. Julian Assange. Um, hello at Luke and Pete Show. Hello at the Luke and Pete Show dot com. Oh, is it hello at Luke and Pete Show? It is, isn't it? Hello at Luke and Pete Show dot com. Yeah, um, is the email address to uh, get in touch with us. We had lots of really good emails, actually, but we're mm. always keen to hear more. Yes. Um, I've got one coming up here from a marine biologist who's Ooh. taken... Um, issue, shall we say, with some of our chat about dolphins and their intelligence levels. Uh-oh. Um, but I'll do that in a minute. Why don't you go first, Peter? Um, all right. I, you, you, I thought you were going to go first, so I had a, a burp brewing. Um, <laughs> our listeners will be used to it, don't That we? might come out at some point. Uh, Peter Walker. Hello, Peter. Dear Luke and Pete, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I like people who uh, have emailed for the first time. Love the show. Thank you. And I've uh, told friends to wrap their ears around the podcast. One is a big fan. The other claims to listen uh, yet only nods along if content comes up in conversation. Right. I like that. Bluffing his ticket. It was like yeah. when I was four years old and pretended that I'd watch Robocop. I hadn't. Um, I told you about getting scared watching Robocop last week. It's spookies. Uh, did you watch that um, video with the um, with the guns and the balls? No. No, no mind. Sometimes I switch off when you talk about that kind of stuff, and I think that's not going to be my cup of tea, you know? Uh, The reason I'm writing is an incident involving the two friends in question, which has triggered a phobia in my similar to Pete's uh, rolling of the ankle, which I think is a sense. Uh, When we were teens, we would often spend weekends in our friend's back garden with a mix of industrial ciders such as White Lightning, Frosty Jacks, and Economy Vodka. So can I just say, just to cut in, industrial strength cider when you're a teenager... White Lightning, get it. Mm. What are the other ones that he reads there? Frosty Jacks. Yeah, I remember that one. We had one called Graphite. Graphite. And I've never heard anyone else mention I'll, it. I'll put lead in your pencil. We had the Threshers on the corner of the Broadway Shopping Centre. It's not a genre centre. It was about five shops. Mm. At the top of my road, used to sell cider mm. for like a quid. Right. And it was called Graphite. Graphite. And I've never seen it before or since. And I'm sure I'm not making it up. So if you're out there and you're around my age or whatever age you are, if you know of a cheap industrial strength cider called Graphite, get in touch. Hello it's now, at lucasbeach.com. It's now graphene, because everyone talks about graphene now. Nobody yeah. talks about graphite It's just far, far easier to digest, because <laughs> the, comp- the makeup's far more simple. Graphite cider. Yeah. Did you ever have that? No, I was never, big, never a big cider drinker, to be honest. Oh, no. you didn't drink till you were about 19? Yeah, and little stubby beers was my first kind of... Alsace? Beer Alsace? Alsace. That's what it was called. <laughs> Where the Alsatians come from. Mm. Uh, yes, um, when we were teens, we'd often spend weekends in the back bringing booze. Um, activities would involve climbing over the back garden fence onto the back of a golf course, uh, playing knock and run. Often we would remove for sale signs under the cover of night and reassign them to random houses in an attempt to cause confusion in the house next morning. Yeah, like Basically, that. we were little shits. Nothing damaging, uh, but shits nonetheless. One night we thought we would have a quiet evening and just get smashed in the back garden with some music and drinks. Now the garden, although being quite small, uh, did have an extremely large amount of animal droppings. Should have mentioned the friend had three dogs and rarely cleaned up a regular-sized trampoline and a small little corner pond and rockery. Hmm. 
After many pints of said cider and a few shots of vodka, one of the two bet that the other wouldn't be able to weave around the droppings on a bike without touching the ground with his foot or riding over the poop. My uh, other friend gladly, gladly accepted the challenge, not knowing his, uh, of his unfortunate future state. He mounted the bike on one side of the garden, assessed his route, set the lowest gear or higher, whichever was easiest, and set about it at the task at hand. Set about the task at hand. Um, although heavily uh, abbreviated, uh, uh, inebriated. Abri- he said abbreviated here. Uh, heavily ab- uh, uh, inebriated, uh, he found the challenge very easy and completed it without trouble. Getting a little cocky, he went for a second lap. Now my other friend wanted to wanted him to slip and simply stand in dog turd, so he set about to sabotage the second lap. Near the end of the lap, he sprinted and pushed the one on the bike, expecting him to stumble and at best fall into dog, some dog poo. However, the force of his push changed the path of the bike. He stumbled, trying to control a bike before realising it was a lost cause and bailed. Unfortunately for him, he stumbled until one of his leg, legs slipped, slipped into the pond. The other leg gave way and he went hurdling head first, almost completely into the pond. I say almost completely, his head did not. His head, or more accurately, his mouth, smashed against the rocks on either uh. side of the pond. Front tooth clean off into the abyss of the water. We didn't realise at first and found the whole scenario hilarious until our friend looked up with blood pouring for his uh, mouth. Laughter quickly turned to tears, not from the victim, however, uh, from the friend who did the pushing. He spent the next 20 minutes explaining to the bloody and toothless friend how he's ruined his life and he will never get a girlfriend or a job. <laughs> The victim was very relaxed about it, which only added to the other's insistence that his life was ruined. Uh, eventually, he got so upset he had to remove himself and insisted on walking home as punishment. Uh, the toothless friend tried to drain the pond, believing it would be found and all would be put to, uh, back to normal. The tooth was, of course, never found. Mm. Um, the thought of losing a tooth puts a shiver in my spine. Every time someone touches their tooth, hurts their tooth, or even when a cartoon uh, in a cartoon uh, someone puts a string around their tooth to tie a door, I have flashbacks to my friend's bloody mouth. Uh, and a cringing sensation overtakes my body. 10 to 15 years later, I can gladly say he does have a girlfriend and a job, so his life was not ruined. Imagine thinking you'd never get a job because you knocked one of your teeth out. <laughs> crazy. I just like the idea of uh, one of the fish coming up with a tooth. Yeah. A big old tooth, and he can eat all the other fish. I secretly hope I will knock one of my teeth out so I can get a gold one. I'd like, I quite like one of those, uh, like a set of Jurgen Kloppers. Mick Hucknall. Kloppers <laughs> Choppers. Mick Hucknall had a... Uh... A little sapphire, didn't he? Oh, he did, yes. Yeah. Or a grill. Could you see me with a grill? Oh, I can massively see you with a grill. 100%. Okay. A Tuco Salamanca grill. Yeah. Hank Schroeder. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, so what about this from um, Carter? This is, a, this is a great name. Great name. He's a marine biologist, and he's called Carter Rippon. Nice. He should have his own TV show. <laughs> Carter says, Rippin hi. Rippon and the tearing. Couldn't help but notice several points missed while discussing the intelligence or lack of of dolphins. As a marine biologist with a background in evolutionary animal behaviour, I finally feel like I can send you both a pedantic email. We welcome it. uh, Causal reasoning, causal, not casual reasoning, like I just just can't be bothered. Mm. Causal reasoning, the ability to determine how cause and effect are applied in situations is used as a determinant of intelligence in animals under the broad topic of theory of mind. Corvids, which I think are birds, so I think a class of birds, uh, their tool use and problem solving is amazing. However, their ability to be given a similar problem that appears completely different and rapidly solve it is what is truly outstanding or, or astounding. Um, Marshall Spencer also got in touch and emailed him with, uh, I think it's a video of a crow using bait to tempt fish out of the water to right. catch them which is amazing. Anyway, um, brain density, communication, and amount of time spent playing are used as evidence for dolphin intelligence. The notion that dolphins are deemed intelligent because they jump through hoops is ridiculous. (laughs) 
That was a joke. Uh, if you took a human from birth and trained them to jump through hoops and bred this for millions of years, would we have lost intelligence? Probably. Who gives a fuck? I realise you probably don't care. Uh, kind regards, Carton. <laughs> so he does go off the rails towards the end of the right, email, okay. but it is interesting. So are dolphins intelligent or not? I'm getting nothing here. Yeah. I think Carter sort of lost his bottle a bit. There, <laughs> he? he lost his bottle nose a bit. He there. knew He knew we were right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, my point is, my point merely was that, and I was obviously joking when I said that dolphins have never invented anything. It was a joke. <laughs> but they do jump through the hoops to get the fish. I'm trying to get to the bottom as to, as to why, what I want to know is, what is the evidence of their... I'm not doubting it. I'm just very interested to know what the evidence of their behaviour is to make them so intelligent. Now, I know they've got very complicated social structures. Mm. There's talk of, you know, dolphins mugging other dolphins, robbing them and taking Mm. their stuff. All that kind of stuff. Tell me what it is because it's fascinating. Yeah. I I can't remember which side of the coin I I came down on, which side of the fence I came down on. Like, was it that I said that dolphins are intelligent or dolphins are not intelligent? I can't remember. I think we accept that they are. Um, I was just more. I, I just think we make too much of their intelligence. Yeah, they can only ever be dolphins. Guys. I'll say what I'll say now. What I said then. What are they planning? What are you planning? Yeah, what if they're they that intelligent. We, we the reason we started talking about it is because you weren't having a beluga whale as a spy, and I was giving you perfectly legitimate reasons to mm. why they, it would be good to do that. And you said, "Oh no, but the Chinese and the Russians have got details of everything and everyone anyway." Right. Okay. Didn't you? Yeah. I was saying to you, a, a beluga whale with a camera on its back. Mm. Going up to a ship, taking photos, you know, doing that kind of stuff. He's not going to snap, snap, snap himself, though, is he? No, it's a GoPro, probably. It's probably already <laughs> recording. Where's he getting the Where's he getting the charge Get your from? Fin and press the button, <laughs> and um, and it's going to be a, it's going to be of good quality um, information. Yeah, you're saying that the Chinese and the Russians have got all that information anyway, but they probably haven't. I reckon they have. They have got right. satellites. Satellites, they get more information, don't they? Satellites, little satellites, yeah. Mm. Got the Google Map cars. Yeah, yeah. See, a was, dolphin drive one of those, you're in trouble. I was obsessed with. Um, I was. I was speaking about this on the on the WhatsApp group. The uh, app. Um, what three words? This isn't an advert for what three words as an app. But I'm fascinated by the concept. Basically, they've separated the entire world into um, a grid system, which is like maybe two, three meters wide. Um, and on every point on the grid, um, instead of coordinates. Um, they've got like basically a combination of three words. So obviously, if you say if you've got a bank of a thousand words, um, and you rotate them, um, say for example, like one square. Might so this be... is an easier way of replacing coordinates. Yes. Basically. So so if you remember that your house is um, Palace Cheat Fresh, three words that don't really have any connection with each other. Um, whereas next door is Park Bunk- Bumpy Prime. I'm looking at the app now. Yeah. And then but what's the, the benefit? House of, of this? house of the Road is Jets branded sample because. They're more accurate than postcodes because postcodes can, you know, refer to half a street, and a lot of countries don't really have postcodes. Also, emergency vehicles, you mean? Yeah, so emergency, well, emergency vehicles. You could put your address down to know where the front door is or somewhere. Um, You could apply it to. um, I was talking to a mate over the weekend because I can't stop waxing lyrical about this app. Where are we now? Say again. Where are we now? Where are we now? I don't know. What's what's happening? How are you going to bring this to the table? Not tell us where we're sat now. Well, what's our postcode? Can I guess? What's the name? Uh, I'm not saying the postcode. Are we in Cheetah, Cheetah Man we, we Cloud? We are right now in Shadow Lobby Still. Love that. Next. Well, hang on. So hang on. So you said don't, we're not giving them the postcode. I've just said where we are exactly on this app. So they find us not only where the postcode is, they find exactly yes, where we are right now. You're the only dweeb using the app. That's the difference. Next door is Cut Owls Refuse. People are not going to accept your app, Pete. It's Game, not going to become standard. Games Moment Small. Love that. Part Glass Sector. 
It's um, actually quite a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good idea. Monk's Vibe School. Who's, who's created it? I don't know, some some clever clogs, some boffins. Um, but I think emergency services around the around um, certain parts of the globe are um, are using it. But it, it's just a more accurate way of um, finding a place, I think. Particularly... Could, it, especially in a big building. You can sort of say, well, we're this block of... Or a rural area. A rural area. A massive rural area. Yeah. You know? Or, it, I don't know, I mean, it probably won't work in China because China have a long-standing policy of moving coordinates about. So the coordinates they release as, their, um, as the street and stuff like that, um, they have an algorithm that swaps them around and moves them around. Why? So if you look, because they don't want anyone knowing where anything is, because they're secretive. What, even their own people? Well, well, even their own people. But they'd probably have more of a handle of where things were. But if you, there's a difference between, on Google Maps, if you search for um, latitude, latitude, longitude and uh, latitude on Google Maps, uh, in China, you'll get given a slightly different uh, reference uh, than than anywhere else, they're doing their best to kind of correct them and stuff. Right, but it's just it's just a bit of a mess in there. That is fascinating. Let's let's um, <sighs> let's move on and finish with this email here from okay. from Jacob. I think that's pronounced. Jacob. He says, "Hi guys, Jacob from Bratislava here. I've got a story about a March school trip gone wrong. Probably is Jacob then, isn't it? Jacob, yeah. Um, I believe I was in sixth grade, so age twelve, with my class from school went on a day trip to Budapest in March. The actual trip was lovely. Run it was on the Budapest matter. It was on the way back when we ran into some trouble, says Uh-oh. Jakob. He says, I could hear the driver saying we should get on our way back because there's a snowstorm coming later tonight. But the lady organising the trip insisted on driving us around the city for the next two hours so we could see more of Budapest. Beautiful place, so understandable. This would prove costly as the aforementioned snowstorm came after we got out on the highway. The bus sludged along in the traffic for about an hour before everything stopped. It was around 6pm when we stopped and nothing would move for the next 20 hours. Oh, no. Apparently, there was a mass car crash miles ahead that got us trapped in the snowstorm. After an hour or two of teachers trying to keep 30 12-year-olds in order, they essentially just gave up. In the words of Luke's granddad, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I mean, no, I presume it wasn't like Jurassic Park. Um, there were kids crying because they were scared of the storm, kids crying because they missed their parents, kids crying because they were hungry, kids crying... Oh, no, there were kids also having a lovely time, he said. Um, <laughs> I saw it as, as uh, getting to have a sleepover on a bus as, with all my school friends. And once we all started waking up in the morning, spirits were way lower, though, as everyone was way more hungry. But the local villagers came to our rescue with Hungarian delicacies. Yay! One of the more eccentric guys from the class went out with a clear plastic bag to squat behind a bush on the highway. He probably didn't realise he was very vis- visible to us on the bus. We saw him pull up his pants, take the plastic bag, and throw it into a field covered with untouched snow, littering. Disappointing. The, just do it in the. Just do it. The you poop is going to buy the grey peat. Yeah. That plastic bag is going to take a thousand years to disappear. Well, that'll be a treat for future generations. Around noon, we found out that a bus full of Slovak children stuck on a highway in Hungary had made national news back home, <laughs> and the Slovak embassy was working on a plan to get us out of there. The plan would come to fruition that afternoon. The police gave the cars in front of us a signal to let us through until we reached a side road where we walked for about a mile got loaded into cars and vans and were transported back. Half of us were picked up by our parents. The other half stayed the night at a local school. Sorry about the length of the story, but I still hope you will read it out or at least enjoying, you will at least enjoy this absurd piece of my childhood. That's Jakob from Bratislava. Well, I hope that teacher who decided to endanger the um, safety of the students was promptly fired. Yeah, because they've made a decision there and that's, that's yeah. caused a lot of problems. Yeah, very difficult. Listen to your bus driver, guys. He knows what he's talking about. The bus driver always knows. There's a new... There's a new um, Comedy series out with Toby Jones playing a coach driver. Have you seen that? It's no, I have Don't not. Don't forget the driver. You love a bit of Toby Jones. I don't, but I, I have to say, sadly, I do love Toby, but that left me a bit cold. <laughs> I might not bother with episode two. I watched um, Jurassic Park. He was in the last Jurassic Park, wasn't he? 
Toby Jones. Jurassic, was it called? Jurassic World? Jurassic World, yeah. yeah. With the volcano. That wasn't that good either. He plays a bad guy who likes money. Plays a bad guy. Ah, oh, he likes money. Plays a bad guy. <sighs> he plays a bad dog. Well, once again, we've uh, got through a lot of uh, different subjects. Yes. Game of Thrones spoilers, shitting in a bag. I suppose it really. I do think you should bleep that seven minutes in. Why? Just feel a bit, a bit out of order. No. Right. Call it. There is a ga- there is a small Game of Thrones spoiler in this. What was the spoiler again? No, we'll do it again. No, I'll tell you about that. it afterwards. All right, fine. Right, we need to make we need to kiss and make up for next for Thursday because you've been very rude to me today. And you've we have been to very say... rude to me, and we had a naked hu- a cuddle earlier on. Okay, we'll call it we'll call it quits then. I thought that was going to be the end of our problems. It was a top- troubles. It was a topless cuddle. Topless cuddle. I enjoyed what it. did I say? Nude cuddle. Yeah, your body was very warm. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.